Monday, everybody. Um, before we start, just want to say that the uh, police officers and staff at the Patterson Police Department are in our prayers. Uh, the family members and friends of uh, our brother whose life was lost yesterday. Need anything from Street Cop right here. If anybody gets the GoFundMe for his family, which I'm sure somebody will create, please put it in the group. Uh, certainly, we will donate as we always do. And, you know, maybe everybody can dig into their pocket 10 bucks. Instead of uh, going out and spending it on two shots this weekend, or a shot if you're at DJ's, maybe throw it to the guy's family and, and uh, you know, make a little difference in their world. Now, today's video, as I'm driving to my next location, uh, is an important one. I just saw a guy in 33 in Manalvin, that's where my office is, uh, in a silver Tahoe. I believe you're doing interdiction work, man. I'm, I'm imagining that you're probably a member of this group. Um, so, Kudos to you. Really exciting to see somebody out there doing some good uh, interdiction work. Guy obviously wasn't running radar. I don't know if you have a laser gun, but good shit, dude. Um, but as I pass by, I always think about what's a what's a criminal behaving like? What are you going to see? So we know we've talked about driving behaviors and the slowing down of the car, but when you're looking inside of a car, that's all part of it too, not just the car itself. you got to look inside the car. I started doing this to my face as I passed by him. It's, a, it's not a common thing to drive past the police officer and rub their face or if somebody rubs their face or begins to groom their hair or fix their eyebrows or yawn or stretch like one of these or like kind of like do a neck crack, a body shift. Those are signs of nervousness. And as I drive past cops, I don't know why I put myself in the mindset of what somebody engaged in criminal activity would be doing or how they're behaving. Um, I'm always thinking like, kind of acting that way and i'm gonna get caught when they do pull me over and start uh interrogating me which is good i want that to happen i want you to become a better cop than i was that's the name of the game here i want you to take the stuff that i'm giving you build on it it's foundational and be a better cop than i was um you know i only had limited time on the road you know i mean a lot of time like thousands and thousands i mean probably ten thousand traffic stops but the idea is to get you guys to understand things that took me years to understand Literally within a few months, thanks to the internet, thanks to this, this Facebook group, thanks to the training, thanks to the, the partnerships we've developed with other people uh, and other groups and all the instructors that we've had uh, collectively put together, make your job easier, help you understand what you're looking for. You don't have to figure it out. We're telling you. But one of those things you should look for is when people are passing you, and then you always got to pay attention. I've talked about this before as they pass you. But literally today's video is just about watching somebody rubbing their face, maybe fixing their eyebrows. Uh, maybe yawning, like I said before, maybe that stretch, maybe something weird that nobody else who has passed you was doing when they passed you. That's how these cars stick out. They're not going to be doing 91 and a 50. They're not going to be doing 22 miles an hour of the speed limit. They may be doing a couple miles an hour of the speed limit, but generally they're trying to blend. They're trying to hide behind cars. No, that's a tactic too. If there's trucks on the road and they see you, they'll purposely get behind a truck so you can't see their car. It's called a blending tactic. All right. And it's it's used all the time. I have to follow my GPS too where I'm going. The other thing I want to talk about is I get messages from people all the time. This one happened to be a good friend of mine. I'm not going to say his name. He's a high-ranking member of the police department. His question to me was, he just had a little confusion. And the humility he deployed because he wants to know the right answers. And he says, look, I, I don't understand this. I'm a little confused with it. Can you clarify this for me? And it's my pleasure to clarify it 
Actually, another guy called me earlier and said, hey, we were going to call an AP. We decided to call you instead. I said, well, that's good because I have APs who call me to ask questions. And that's not me being cocky. It's just that you, people are realizing that you can't go to people who don't know what they're talking about and pose them questions about things they don't know anything about or don't have the answers for. If I don't know the answer to something, I'll always tell you I don't know the answer. But if I have it, I'll give it to you. So uh, the question I had from the first phone call this morning at 930 in the morning was, when you have somebody who's under arrest, do we get the car incident to the arrest? And the answer is, well, let me give you a few examples. You stop a car and there's PC inside the car. And let's say the guy who's driving the car, the girl who's driving the car, has a warrant for the arrest for $1,000. Maybe when you go back to the car, maybe you see a shell casing. And I hate to say this, but maybe you smell marijuana. Maybe you uh, see something else that provides probable cause to allow you to search the car. Now you can affect that arrest and return that person to your vehicle secured and you can continue back into the car. And State versus William Wood, it, it addresses that clearly. So guys, was like, well, there's debate at work about this. There shouldn't be any debate. Go read the case law. I mean, I understand some case law is tricky to read. This is simple. It literally says merely because the occupants have been arrested or restricted from their freedom of movement does not diminish the PC, does not take away the officer's rights to search the car's roadside. It says it Right in the case law. So read the case law, State versus William Witt, if you have it. If you are a New Jersey police officer, you have not read this case law. Like, let, let this be the kick in your ass to at least take the time to read through and see what it says. And it'll answer a lot of questions. Now, years ago, prior to 2006, when we first lost it in 2006 with uh, a case called State v. Eckel, don't get confused in Eckel. This is where he kind of got confused a little bit as well. Okay, it's not my turn. Um, in Eckel, Echo talks about a car that was stolen, but you remember the parents never reported it stolen. So it technically wasn't a stolen motor vehicle. I'm telling you 100%, there is no right to privacy in a stolen motor vehicle reported through NCIC in the state of New Jersey, probably no other state either. Stop a car, it doesn't matter whether they knew it, knew it was stolen or not. It is 100% good to go. No expectation of privacy in a stolen motor vehicle. I don't care what the circumstances are, it's in that system. Unless it's the owner of the car who's in the car, just didn't un, you know take the plates out or whatever or stole you know whatever it may be. I'm actually gonna pull over, get to finish the rest of my story. I'm gonna talk to this woman at the guard, the guard desk. I'm gonna start stop inside the road here. Um, but years before, in two, prior to 2006, what would happen, guys, for the younger guys and girls who were in here? You would stop a car, somebody would have a thousand dollar warrant, and you were able to search the entire car as incident to arrest, like you were searching their pockets or or their backpack or pocketbook. That changed in 2006 for New Jersey. It changed on a federal level in 2009 in Arizona v. Gantt. Getting the ability to search somebody's car when they were arrestable for any offense, that changed. Now, if you add different things in, like the car retains PC, there's a DWI and you make an arrest and you're searching for intoxicants in the car. Those are the, the exact circumstances that allow you to actually go in and search a car, even if somebody's under arrest. Hopefully that clears everything up for everybody. There's I, you know, people get real confused on this. I've tried to explain this before, uh, and that's understandable. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here to do. You know, and somebody called me yesterday and said, hey, there's a few supervisors that don't agree with what you're saying regarding X, Y, and Z. And I said, there's no arguing it. They must have collaborated against uh, together to try to figure this out. And apparently none of them have an understanding of what that means. I just, there's no arguing it. I mean, there's not. I'm not giving you this stuff that's incorrect. So uh, what I'll tell you is, you can't sell the unsellable. If people are, don't have an open mind to learn something new or the possibility that they may be incorrect, you know, you, 
uh, can't win those kind of conversations, especially when somebody is in a position that's greater than yours. Um, I think that's all I wanted to give you today. Not all. That's all I can think about right now. I have to go and do this thing with my parents. Uh, I wanted to provide value. Hopefully everybody understands that. Hopefully it came across clear. I don't look to create confusion. I'm trying to clear up confusion at police departments. I, For years, I would watch departments, people inside my department, not many, and then other agencies all over that I would work with co- uh, collectively doing things wrong, having no clue what they can do. Literally, guys, case law is the field guide for how police officers are supposed to act in the state of New Jersey. This dude coming up real fast in the shoulder. I could swerve that. He doesn't. It's going to hit my car. It's in the shoulder at 33. So if you guys um, have any questions, you can write into me. I'll be traveling to Pittsburgh tomorrow, going down to uh, Elizabeth, PA, right outside of Pittsburgh to do a class. We've got a bunch of guys and girls who are going to learn some good shit tomorrow for the out-of-state program. And uh, if I can do anything for you, reach out. Appreciate it.